Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. 133 in Edmonton, Bob Stoffer and Brennan Escott with you. You're listening to Oilers Now, Royal Pizza, Pizza, Pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. Royal Pizza offers curbside pickup and takeout options for a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Uh, Our next guest was heavily involved in the Edmonton Oilers 2017 and 2018 NHL drafts when Edmonton drafted Kyler Yamamoto, 22nd. Some people thought the Oilers should take Christian Veselin in there. Um, and then took uh, Evan Bouchard, uh, 10th overall, in uh, 2018. He is our Oilers now headliner today for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk today. Every Monday, we're going to take a trip on the farm, and we are going down to Bakersfield, where Oilers assistant GM Keith Gretzky joins us right now. Hi, Keith. How are you? Good, Bob. How are you? All right, good. Just before we get to the farm team, tell me the truth here. Did you think Yamamoto would come up and in a span of 34 games have 32 points and be plus uh, 23 when uh, he was recalled last year? You know what? Our goal with Ken was to keep our young kids down in the farm. You know, to had to earn their way up to to uh, play in Edmonton. And, and, you know, last year I came down and I watched – you know, 95% of the games. And up until Christmas, I thought Yama was probably our best consistent forward. I just thought he forechecked well. He was hungry on the puck. And he played, of course, bigger than he than he looks. So, you know, I, I, I just thought he was ready as he played to, you know, more expectations. You know, probably you could say that uh, he's done well, but it's, it's uh, you know, credit to him and the coaching staff in Bakersfield to, you know, bring the best out of him. All right, you're in Bakersfield. They they just hit the ice a half an hour ago to start training camp. Um, how incredibly different is this year, given the COVID world that we're in, uh, the the challenges, uh, obviously, at the border in terms of quarantining and that sort of thing. This is really unique, isn't it, this year? Oh, yeah, of course. And I just, you know, we just had a team meeting, and that's one of the things I said to the players is that as a group and as a staff that uh, we're going to be dealt a lot of curveballs, the stuff that's out of our control, um, with practices and, and changing times and games canceled and, you know, all those things that we just got to be ready and, and all you can do is prepare and, and not complain and fight through it. All right. Uh, there is a veteran flavor uh, to the group. Uh, you guys were a little bit young last year. Now, the goaltending situation is a little bit in a state of flux right now. The Oilers lost Anton Forsberg. He would have been here at Edmonton on the taxi squad anyways. Uh, Skinner right now is backing up as Mike Smith is out. The organization claimed Troy Grosnick. So I know you've got Olivier Rodrigue down there right now, but uh, the Oilers also brought in Angus Redmond, who, who finished the year in the organization last year. Uh, in a, in a little bit of a small trade for uh, uh, Joel Person. Just just a thought on the importance of getting a guy that's got some American Hockey League and ECHL time in. 
Well, I thought it was, you know, one of those things where we thought we had some, you know, our strength was goaltending uh, coming into the season and then COVID hit and then, and then uh, you know, with Mike Smith getting hurt and uh, Dylan Wells being, you know, back on the taxi squad and Skinner is, is your, uh, you know, back up in, to uh, Miko is, is that, you know, we're kind of, weren't prepared, we weren't, you know, foreseeing something like this to happen. And luckily we were prepared that we have, you know, other goaltenders in our system. And, you know, you just got to battle through it. It's, uh, I always, I always say when you've been given a chance to succeed, this is a chance for, um, you know, Rodrigue and Redmond to show what they can do and, and, uh, no better place than in, a, in, a, in 10 days when we start. All right. On defense, there's only two players currently on NHL contracts uh, that are down uh, in Bakersfield. That's Marcus Niemelainen, who played last year with Finland uh, in a sot in the Liga, and then uh, Theodore Lenstrom, who played with Frölunda in the Swedish Hockey League. But uh, just today was announced uh, the owners have brought Kevin Gravel in. Is he on a, on a PTO? Is that on an HL PTO? No, he, we signed to an HL deal. It's, it's uh, you know, we thought with... Uh, with losing a couple of D to our uh, our um, uh, taxi squad, we just thought it was probably better to get an experienced player that uh, we knew about and and was hungry to play. And you know, we did. Kevin was excited to come up, and and it's a great situation. We have young D, and and then when whenever the season for Broberg and Kemp and those guys, Sam Rukoff, then you know we're we're going to be fine. It's it's a good opportunity for the young guys to get a lot of ice time. Well, you've got Gravel and and Ryan Stanton that can provide some experience. You've also got some guys on AHL deals uh, that have a couple on NHL deals, Crackdown and Seth Griffith that you brought in, but also uh, Brad Malone, who likely will be the captain of the team on an AHL deal. Is it important to have you know guys that have you know had some games in the National Hockey League just so that it's not all uh, you know the expectation isn't all of some of the younger players like a like a Tyler Benson or like a Ryan McLeod? Uh, you're right on. I thought last year as a group just talking with Ken and that we one of our one of our problems for the hockey club in Bakersfield we expected a lot out of our young kids and and it's hard to score in the american league and and a lot of these kids it's their first time away from living on their own and and it's a man's game and we put a lot of expectations on young guys and and put them in probably in situations that you know a lot of times you're not a going to succeed when you have to play on the you know the first line so we we as a group thought it would be best if we could get guys like cracknell and griffith that uh, can really help us score and and also know what it's like to be a pro and you know you can have you know great hockey players but in the american league but you also need great them to be great teammates and help the young kids learn to be a pro on and off the ice and you know with uh with malone and now you have uh, griffith and cracknell it helps guys like benson and and uh maximoff and guys like that that you know what it's it's uh there's no uh you don't have to uh depend on those guys every night to score and, and so it'll be interesting that we we've added some we added some experience up front and and a couple d in the the back end so you know it's uh hopefully we can score more than uh we did last year 
We're joined by Keith Gretzky, Oilers Assistant General Manager and Oilers Now. Bob Stauffer with you. Keith, the, the forward that's currently down there, that's starting the year down there, he was originally on the Oilers taxi squad, that I'm more, most interested in watching is Ryan McLeod. Six foot three, 200 pound, he can skate like the wind. Um, this is a real int- intriguing prospect for a lot of Oilers prospects. Tell me what you saw at training camp, because you were there every day, and what sort of upside, uh, you know, what, what do you see in this player? Well, I, I think first of all, we, you know, if you go back to the end of the summer, you know, I talked to uh, the one thing that Ken was was hoping that we could get these guys to play over in Europe, and, and luckily we had a, one of our our scouts that knew a lot of contacts, Keith Sullivan. He made some calls, and we 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 didn't just stick them in Europe. We we wanted the the right situation for different players, and this one uh, for Ryan. You know, we talked to his agent, we talked to his family, we talked to Ryan himself about going over. It's you weren't making money. It was about playing and you know uh, competing over there. Uh, Ryan's big. He can skate. He's he's got the tools and. Um, the upside is up to him. I, I've told him this many times. And I, I see a, a different player than a year ago. I see a more confident player with the puck. I see a more confident player uh, in the battles. And those are the little things that, that Ryan has to improve on every day in practice and games to become a everyday NHL player. And, and I think, you know, we, we did that last year with Yamamoto where, you know, you had to earn it. It wasn't just handed to you because we needed a spot. I think Ryan is making the right steps, and he's got to continue to do those, to to make those steps to to become a better player and and be an NHL uh, player every day. But uh, so far, you know, at training camp, I saw a big improvement of the confidence level, and and it just shows you that they mature, you know, differently. And and uh, you know, it takes some time, and you can't rush these guys. And and we we spend a lot of money and a lot of time watching them and developing these guys. And you know, when his time is uh, gets called, it's and hopefully he can answer the bell and and uh, doesn't have to be down in Bakersfield again. Epstein's mother has texted the show. Can you ask Keith Gretzky if he expects to have Evan Bouchard down in Bakersfield this year? You know what? That's uh, whatever they send down to us. There's been no talkies. We always think that we don't worry about, you know, the guys down here going up there. It's when they call and, and need a player, we 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 have one ready for them. And and whenever uh, the Oilers think they need to send a guy down, that they'll call that day and say he's coming down. So, you know, Evans got to worry about staying up there and and you know get ready to to play uh, for the Oilers and and. Uh, you know, of course, we would love a, a player like that, but uh, you know, we don't we don't look at those things nowadays. It's it's they're up there, and the, the group we have is the group we have. Nineteen of the forty games, Keith, that the Bakersfield Condors are going to play are going to be in the months of April and May. You alluded to it. Um, it's a heavier schedule. You know, it's it's two games a week to start. Then it goes to three games a week. Uh, you're going to have an exodus of players coming over from Europe on defense. Broberg, Samarukov. You mentioned Camp. Uh, that's two left shots and a right shot, all six foot three and above. Uh, and then uh, at forward, uh, Raphael Lavoie, potentially Maximov as well. Uh, 
uh, some pretty interesting guys potentially come up. Was that part of Ken's on the HL committee? Uh, Scott Housen, who uh, was with the organization last year, is now the uh, commissioner and the CEO of the uh, American Hockey League. Was that part of the focus point? Maybe because so many teams had players over in Europe, was to sort of stagger the start a bit so you could get some of those kids back after their European seasons were over. Yeah, that was a big thing for us. We 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 thought, you know, you go back two years ago when we made the playoffs in Bakersfield, we had, uh, you know, Evan Bouchard uh, finish his junior season and Ryan McLeod finish his junior season. They came over and they got, you know, thrown right in. We had a couple injuries um, and we got them thrown right into the uh, the oven. They got to play some playoff games and those those uh, players there to spend a couple weeks of uh, practicing and and playing playoff games. It's it's you know it's priceless. You can't put a, a price tag on that. And you see that with with the way that guys like uh, you know Benson and and Yamo and that they get that that type of experience and Jones and Bear and. Uh, you know, we just thought it was valuable if we could put, you know, more games later on in the season. And, and, uh, and fortunately for us, that that's what's going to happen. And hopefully those players that you mentioned, you know, it, it gives them a taste over here. And it'd be great to have those those guys because, like we've said before, the expectations is, is the guys that come to the minors, come and play, earn your spot. And, and you, you, we, we feel that we have, you know, the best coaching staff. I think uh, Jay Woodcroft and Jeff Wool and Dave Manson and Sly, they, these guys spend a lot of time and you're teaching and, and it's valuable um, when, uh, you know, you can have these guys every day and, and uh, help your game. When the emphasis is on developing players, that's when organizations get the most of their minor league team. Uh, great stuff, Keith. Enjoy your time. How many? Da- now you're you're down on the states for a while, aren't you? I think at least uh, maybe thirty four days. <laughs> wow. But we'll see. We'll see well, if if you if you got a quarantine, it's it's the it's the quarantine, and there's you know what this is. We've sat around waiting, uh, you know, eleven months for this, so this is great just to be back on the ice and have our kids out here playing and and get ready for some games. So uh, it's all good. We'll touch base in uh, a couple of weeks. Thank you for your time, yeah, Keith. Yeah, not a problem. See you, Bob. Have a good day. Bye bye. You bet. That- Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That is Keith Gretzky. It's 146 in Edmonton. We will take a timeout. You're listening to Oilers Now. Hi, I'm Darnell Nurse from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. I know I mentioned this at 105, and Brendan tweeted this out from the Oilers Now account as well, but coming up today at uh, 205 after the Global News Weather Traffic Update today with Kevin Robertson, Morley Scott and Dave Campbell. We'll have EE Football team general manager Brock Sunderland who, small world, was at one time represented by Gil Scott, the father of uh, Oilers capologist uh, Bill Scott. Uh, 
Brock Sutherland coming up today. The E football team, if you've not heard, they have lost their head coach. Scott Milanovic is going back to the National Football League. That's the nature of football. Between the NFL, NCAA College, and the CFL, of course, CFL's looking to play this season, and uh, maybe uh, Brock will have a little bit more information in that regard as well. Morley and Dave will have you covered coming up at 2.05. And uh, I know there's already some people out there. Chris Jones? That Chris Jones is working for the Cleveland Browns, but uh, maybe he's just in a consultant's role. Who knows? I'm going to be very intrigued to see what the EE football team does. And man, I can't wait till we get back to back to some form of normalcy here, and we get a chance to uh, to play uh, some CFL football. It'd be awesome. By the way, yesterday, uh, Brendan, what surprised you more? Tampa Bay winning in Green Bay, or the Chiefs uh, handling Buffalo as easily as they did? Honestly, that's a great question. Probably the former. I think that I, I thought, you know, the Packers were going to give a little bit more of a run to Tampa than they did. I was really holding out hope for the sake of Bills fans. I mean, if anybody else can appreciate sort of a tortured uh, run in terms of the lack of production in the playoffs, it's Bills fans. Fortunately, you run up against a juggernaut like Mahomes. What do you expect? Yeah, and, you know, uh, Buffalo had a chance to make some plays earlier. There was a swing pass out of the backfield. Swing pass, it's an old school term. At least I didn't call it a flare. Uh, was it Singletary dropped the ball? Like, TJ Eldon doesn't drop those because he used to catch them all the time at Alabama back in the day. But anyhow, Casey's the better team. Now, the one thing that's got to be said about Tampa Bay, they've been excellent on the road all season long. Their uh, defensive line really can get some pressure. But Mahomes is off the charts in terms of what he can do. I always go back to Chris Sims, ESPN football analyst, uh, former uh, quarterback at uh, Texas, uh, son of Phil Sims, who in the 2017 uh, going into that draft said Mahomes and Watson were going to be the guys in that draft. And the Chicago Bears took Trubisky at number two overall. In 18, Chris Sims said that it was going to be Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen uh, that were going to be the guys ahead of Baker Mayfield uh, and the two Cali kids in that draft, Sam Darnold of the Jets and Josh Rosen. I don't even know where he's playing now, coming out of UCLA. And part of the thing that he talked about, and it's something that we should maybe factor in, this, this is sort of my rationale on the Kirby Doc versus Jack Hughes conversation, is Jackson at Louisville and Allen at Wyoming didn't have the same support that some of those other players did at the better programs. I mean, when you run an, uh, an offense at Oklahoma, you're going to put up numbers because they can they, they can do that. But he, he talked about them forcing balls, and that would lower their you know uh, quarterback numbers and that sort of thing. But they were actually forced to do more as a result, and it shouldn't work against them. And it's it's been interesting. He's just killed it in terms of his predictions. Even this past year, he had Justin Herbert ahead of Tua Tagovailoa and said there were limits to Tagovailoa's game. But because he played in Alabama, where as it's turned out, they're going to end up with four first-round uh, draft choices at wide receiver in the NFL. This past year, they had Jerry Judy go to Denver, and Ruggs went to the Raiders. Uh, Jalen Waddell's going to go in the middle of the first round this year, and I think you all saw, even if you've never seen an NCAA game, if you saw the championship game between Alabama and Ohio State, Devonta Smith, <laughs> it was unbelievable. He's going in the top ten. Four first-round picks, and his comment was, uh, Herbert didn't have that kind of talent at Oregon. So interesting stuff. And again, Morley and Dave will have more coming up uh, with Brock Sunderland at 2.05 today. This day in Oilers history, we mentioned the fact, hey, a 
Tessa Tickenham's birthday, but back on this day in 2011, what happened, Mr. Escott? <laughs> this is a bizarre one. Okay, so Taylor Hall has a goal and an assist, and Dustin Penner scores with 21.3 seconds left. The Oilers win 4-3 in Phoenix, but that was the last win before something called the Coyote Curse, under which the Oilers lost 25 consecutive games to the Yotes, going 0-21-4. I remember when uh, oh, I can't even talk. I can't even tell a story, but it, it just involved somebody sending a voicemail to another other player after an altercation that had occurred involving Ryan Whitney one time. It was really funny. It, during that course of that Coyote uh, curse, uh, Whitney got popped a couple times. You can figure out who it is. It was classic stuff, and it involved Darcy Hardicek as well. Uh, Reed Wilkins has inside sports I, I, again, uh, Dave. And Morley today. Morley and Dave, 205 with Brock Sunderland. Lots of EE football talk. Reed will have more EE football talk and Oilers talk. What, what, is, what else has he got shaken? Uh, that is the latest update I have as there well. We go. All right. There we have it. Uh, tomorrow, Sportsnet Spec. Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. The 7,000 men and women employed in our province's horse racing and breeding industry. The Oilers take on the Jets tomorrow from MTS Place. Uh, that's a uh, 4.30 pregame show. 6 o'clock puck drop as well. We'll have a complete preview. We'll see. Tyler is placed on waivers today at 10 o'clock. If he clears, the Oilers can move him to the taxi squad and activate Bouchard. And I wonder if that's the play tomorrow. Thank you for all of you who participated in the call-in interactive segments via text as well. Up next, a global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson. And then Morley Scott, Dave Campbell, an EE football special. Brock Sutherland at 2.05 and then the 6.30 chat afternoons of Jalen Nye. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.